You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Hannibal After Show. Yes. Good choice. Good choice. Welcome to the Hannibal After Buzz After Show, the supreme finale of our podcast, as well as uh, season two of Hannibal, a fantastic season two of Hannibal. And uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, you'll know that uh, we're joined by the lovely Joe Sanfilippo. Nice to be here with you guys. And we're also joined by Julia Kearley. Hello, everybody. Uh, we're also joined on the couch by Nando Velasquez. On the couch. I had to be on the couch because I had to hold a pillow after this episode. And like again, <laughs> and the person next to me is not Nando, but someone a lot better looking. So much prettier. And probably smarter. I agree. <laughs> I, I totally agree. We have the lovely Martha, Martha De Laurentiis here. Woo! Thank you for joining us Woo! for the second in your, in your annual appearance on the Finale show. That's right. You, you were here for uh, last year, last June for the finale, mm-hmm. and now you're here for this finale. And now that we know we're in, se- we get another season three. Pi- we get season three pickup. Yeah. We'll be here yep. next year for the okay. finale. <laughs> it's <laughs> already it. booked. It's booked. Um, so what a fantastic episode! I didn't think we can top the penultimate, but wow! Mm. Now, you know, Brian Fuller promised us a bloodbath. We got a bloodbath. It's uh, an understatement. Lots to talk about, and we're going to get into the episode itself and sort of break down what happened to our various characters as we know them. I think everyone everyone's presumed dead, <laughs> but if not, we can talk about our, our various characters. And then we'll talk to Martha uh, about the uh, production itself, and I think we might have a special guest calling in, mm-hmm. so we'll see. I'm not going to say it, because I might jinx Just it. Just in case. Don't jinx it. We might have a special guest calling in. But um, first of all, I do want to, let me just go off book for a second, like, um, what did you think? You know, when I just want to ask you about the finale because you got to you got to watch it obviously, and you're gonna experience it with some more folks fans tomorrow night. You've seen it. Uh, you tweeted it, live tweeted. It. I mean, did you expect the reaction from the fans? I mean, when 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 you saw it, you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be great. I mean, did it? Uh, what did you expect there? The surprise for me was the the, the fan back saying emotionally draining. Yes. <laughs> And yeah. so I, I never kind of got into the emotional draining part, but right. I guess I was emotionally drained after everything that we we did up to that point. And sure. it, it's true if you look at it in, in the audience perspective. Yes. Yeah. It's a different having I mean, a different perspective because you guys sort of wrap so much further and you've actually been intimately, you know, involved in the behind the scenes. So to see it actually air and then see the fans react to it must be just, you know, a, a very satisfying, it seems. But my favorite was when Hannibal goes out into the rain. And washes away the sins of the world. Oh, my God. I mean, that for me is not emotionally drained. That is going, you're on the next move. And he just steps right over. Yes. Uh, It just goes. Hannibal. I mean, Julia. As we will go. Yes. How about your boy Mads Mads in this, this, Julia? Hot damn. He was (laughs) amazing this episode. It was a side of Hannibal that we all know is there and it's always been lying underneath that quadruple Windsor. Yes. And to see him take off that tie. He's looking real good, by the way. Yeah, I'm easy. just saying. Take he's looking easy. good. I just got to get it out there. All right. Just got to say it. Magic he- animal. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. One's a killer. It was just such such a, a cool... Um, such a cool way to reveal who he really is deep down, who this right. character is deep down and in his home, in his kitchen, and in full control at all times, it seems. Even when you think there's no way he can get out of this. Right. Full control. I just think he was, it was such a brilliant turn for him as an actor, the character, everything. It was just phenomenal. And what about you? How about Will for you, Joe? Well, I'd rather talk about Hannibal briefly, if Do I it. may. Do if it. I may. <laughs> Uh, what, what, you know, it's interesting to me, you know, cause you have, you have t- so, in, such interesting actors have played the role, and Anthony Hopkins versus Mads is such an interesting idea for me, because the, it seems to me he spends so much time, uh, in, in, in a, in a milieu that would be very comfortable for Anthony Hopkins. A lot of language, a lot of sitting down, a lot of vocal work, a lot of talking. A lot of facial Yes, a lot of face, a lot of subtlety. Yeah. Where Anthony Hopkins would, 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 he just shines. That's, he's very naturally very comfortable there. Yeah. But I love in this episode, you see where, what Mads brings that Anthony Hopkins could not bring. It's yeah. impossible. There's a physical power that Mads has sure. that is just 
epic, and well, it was firing on all cylinders, and it was so oh, cool yeah. to watch. Like that, 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 that. Uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a, a pot simmering pot, finally boiling uh, over that we all get yeah. to see. Oh, well, awesome. well, that's one of the things we talked about a lot all season is how this is how Mads plays it so subtle. So, you know, even when those moments with him and Mason were probably the he got the most agitated. He had just subtle movement, subtle agitations. When Mason was stabbing his chest, yes, yeah. <laughs> oh. the, the, boi- the, simmer- the simmering pot was boiling at that point, right? <laughs> but we saw. That that moment where we all sort of saw what um, what uh, what Doctor Bloom saw, what a lot of Bloom saw in that moment when she was like, "Oh my God!" Like I was so blind. In that moment, and he was like, and he's bloody, and he's like, "Yep, here I am. I'm Hannibal." That was terrifying for all of us. That was like when you saw him at his most angry, and when he's banging on the uh, on the on the pantry. Oh, and he was almost animal, primal, animalistic. Yes. Animal. That, yes. We had not seen that for for twenty you know for twenty whatever twenty four twenty six episodes. Yeah. We had not seen that side of Mads or Hannibal, and that was fantastic. But we, yet still composed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, all that. still composed, yeah. bloody and uh, knife in hand. I mean, to see him. Uh, well, first of all, just seeing that fight scene with Jack. And Hannibal again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just just admiring it, especially especially in the tone that it was in this episode. It was just so masterful, just watching sure. that, and then seeing exactly the moment when Alana walks in and you see Hannibal trying to bang down that door to yeah. the pantry, and then just compose himself. Just moments like that where he just changes on a dime. It was terrifying. And and not even that, just the moment when he uh, recognized the smell of uh, Freddie Lowndes on oh, the wheel. Oh, yeah. And, Freddy. Seeing, and seeing that change mm-hmm. in his face. It's just just those moments are so precious. And, and yeah. I felt like it was definitely just him unleashed. You know, yeah. he takes the tie off, and this is the real him. That's what it's yeah. all about. And that's what it's all about. And it was just so beautiful. To It was, it was like a, a ballet, mm-hmm. that last 20 minutes. A ballet yeah. of blood. <laughs> it was really intense. I, uh, you know, it was that line that he says to Will at the very end. Now that now that you know me, see me. I feel like that was also uh, an homage to the audience as well. Now yeah. that you know me, now you can see me. Yeah, which which makes me so excited about the possibilities for season three. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you know, we we have we we're, we all know. Like, I mean, he's he's presumably off to. Europe with uh, Dr. Bedelia D. Moriarty. He's been working on this all season long. Yeah, all season long. I've been trying to pronounce this. <laughs> very sad. That was, that was um, really good for you. He's been doing vocal warm-ups like <laughs> yes. uh, Will Ferrell Dr. and Anchorman. Bedelia D. Moriarty. Speaking of pronunciations, I butchered all the French pronunciations last season, and I butchered all the Japanese pronunciations this season. So, But this episode was called Mama Mizo Mizomuno. <laughs> Mizomuno. 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 Which is what, Joe? It is a seasonal dessert, maybe fruit, confection, ice cream, or cake. I see. Mm-hmm. And what did we have? I, I believe we had blood. Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sauce. Yeah, the sauce. Yeah, the sauce. We had a nice dark sauce. So let, let's get let's get into a little bit of the episode because I think we have a a lot of them. I mean, do we feel? I know the answer to this already, but do we feel as a group? Do we feel do we feel satisfied uh, in terms of a conclusion of what we've seen this build up to? I vote yes, Julie. I mean, do you feel like we have an we we have pretty much all the answers we needed mm-hmm. to all of our characters, except for maybe uh, Miriam Lass? There's also uh, I was satisfied immensely through this episode, especially because I was right about Abigail Hobbs. Yeah. Yes, it, you were. Said, you why is it you know, me versus you? I don't know how this turned into uh, well, a it, Because you said something about her shirt. But, but <laughs> I, it is interesting and worth because pointing out right. it, worth pointing out that Julia has been almost 150,000% correct. Mm-hmm. And it is almost, worth pointing out. Take. At the end of every episode, we do predictions. And then we predict for what, what we think is going yeah. to happen. And uh, <laughs> Julia... Has been right almost every single time. She predicted. She kept track of the bodies. Yes, she predicted Abigail. I love the show, man. I love the show. Uh, <laughs> and then if, if she's not right, then I'm right with her. Yep. We know who's wrong because he had to wear a nice yellow blouse. Easy. Sure did. I remember. Did you see that? Like it, of course. <laughs> yeah. I retweeted it. Yes, she <laughs> that was a lovely, lovely she, she tank. The microphone. Yes. What's that? It, it was matched. a yellow shirt, not a pink it, one. It, it, no, it was it a was lovely yellow. tank. Yes, okay, it was yes. It, with ruffles. Yes, yes. Well, indeed. And, and a tremendous amount of chest hair. <laughs> yes, yes. So that uh, did not come with the. I didn't so, come with the shirt. No. Do, you, do, you, do you feel satisfied with our conclusion? Here? I do absolutely. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was more. It was actually more than I hoped for, and I had hoped for Alana Bloom to be thrown from a building, and there it was. There oh, it was. Why? And only, only because. Come on, that, that blind for that long as a character, nothing to do with anything else. I was. I was getting tired of. Uh, we didn't have a flashback in an earlier episode of something. happening. Of her coming out of a window. Oh, did did, you? did we? Was there, wasn't there a flashback? There were, oh. Intended to be. Maybe it got cut out. Oh, oh no, 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 no,
Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, I don't. I don't kind of like, like how the fight that. was. Yes. Oh. Maybe not. Maybe no. Not. No. From the first episode. Yeah, because we shot it like around mid season, mid mid part going through. Oh wow! Oh, I don't remember that. I, I got to tell you how I felt about this episode, and you tell me what you think. I almost felt like I had had a meal, like I had eaten something ridiculously like rich and almost French, like just layered in cream. And it was delicious and impressive. And at the end of it, there was a lovely sorbet on an airplane. Like, there was like, cleanse your palate. You're not leaving you in the dark. We're leaving you with a really, really bright scene where Hannibal's enjoying a lovely champagne in first class next to Dr. David Maurier. And it was absolutely like, like, it was a lovely sorbet. And it was, to me, it's such an interesting reset for the entire series because you go from uh, a serialized episodic with a a long overarching uh, story to a chase. I mean, it looks like it's going to be moving into a chase. It has to be. I love it. Can we talk about uh, Dr. Dumouillet's facial expression? I mean, reading her, how comfortable is she with the situation? Not very comfortable, is she? Well, I don't know. Like, I was was just shocked to see her there. I had had no idea what that meant. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I, you know, let's let's, let's we'll get, we can work backwards from there. Let's let's okay. talk about Doctor Doctor Bedelia. I mean, Nanda, what did oh, you yeah. what when you saw her? What did you think? Well, what's what's your what's your what's your? Well, I think I was in is shock. She, I, what, is she there? You know, I mean, first of all, this happened duress? right after the wonderful credits that we saw that were so different. Yes, and so beautifully done. Yeah. And then we see this extra. I like to call it a shawarma scene, just because of the Avengers. Oh, the Avengers. But uh, yeah, just this nice little clip right after the uh, after the credits. I was just in so much shock. She's just there, and and she seemed, she seemed okay. Does she want to be there? She what seemed like she wanted to be there, but it's so hard to tell ambiguous. with Hannibal. Yeah, it's yes. very ambiguous to me. I mean, okay, well, she wants to be there. What did you think? Does she is she but, under, is she uh, underdressed? I, I think with those two, I don't know because they're functioning. Uh, the characters function on such a high level. I mean, and it's inter- their scenes together have always been such an interesting dynamic because uh, you know there's nothing blunt about either of them they're both very very subtle they're both very 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 careful in what they say and how they present themselves mm-hmm. and so you know in, in looking at her on the plane her face I, I didn't get I, I, I'm literally like you said the shock was was, was almost all yeah. I could really like what the hell I, I will say this as an audience member I almost felt betrayal seeing well, her there sitting next to him I think, I think that's what it was meaning it was a cheat I, I not, not, not ripped off or anything like that mm-hmm. I just felt like like, oh my God, you know, like, I what you were you doing guy. there? Yeah, I thought you were a good guy. That kind of a trail. Well, Guys, can I say what? something? And I hate to be the, I'll, I'll shut up after this. It's my one thing from the booth. Mm-hmm. Um, That's uh, Steve Lemieux, our, our producer. I just, the last time we saw Jillian Anderson was she was telling Will how you catch Hannibal. She was telling Will when, when he has won, when he has believed he has won, he will be smug and he will show that one sign of weakness. And when I see her on that plane next to Hannibal, I see her slightly with a smile on her face because when she said he had won, this is him having won. Hmm. I feel like she's got him. I feel like she is the bait and she is about to catch him. There's probably FBI agents on the plane, something like that. But I see that as she's won because she's been playing Will Graham this entire time since she told him, I believe you. You know, I actually like that theory, Stephen, because I like the idea of, uh, you know, because we, we know Hannibal's got to be caught somehow. And maybe, you know, maybe she's been, maybe she's believed, made Hannibal to believe that, you know, that he, she's on Hannibal's side, when at the same time, this is, maybe this is her revenge. Maybe she has a master plan to try to catch him. And Katie Purnell did sh- say that she, they, uh, they were pulling his passports. Yes. So they're probably aware of his travel plans. Right. <laughs> maybe not. But she yeah. actually has outsmarted everyone all along the way, even Hannibal. Yeah. Remember he was there in his kill suit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was wearing a space, space man's fifth suit. Yes, she was nowhere to be found. Mm, and yeah. she organized with Jack Crawford, you know, how she... Yeah. You know, it's interesting. So they, I feel like so they clever were... Than we're giving her credit for. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, because maybe, I mean, well, he, that's a good point, Martha, because, you know, we know that, I mean, she's Hannibal's therapist. So mm-hmm. if Hannibal is out there manipulating, you know, Will and manipulating all these other folks along the way, I mean, you know, I mean, Hannibal is very smug. Uh, and very self-assured, but look, Doctor Doctor Bedelia was maybe the one who is in the Hannibal chair with Hannibal. Maybe she's you know, pulling the strings because she has a very accurate read on a who this guy is, what he does. She knew she knew about uh, obviously his 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 da- dastardly deeds. And at the very end, she did say, "This is how you catch him." So you know, maybe she does have a plan of her own. I don't know. There's also direct parallels to the way that um, the way that uh, Hannibal manipulated. Bedelia and the way he manipulated Will and the way he set them up to to kill one of his old patients. Sure. So I don't know how much contact they've had but recently. Has, but, but can we trust what Bedelia says is truth? 
No, but he obviously had an escape plan with her, and he had an escape yeah. plan with Will. So see which one well, betrays that, him, that's and what then I take wanna, off with the other. Well, and I think that she. Uh, no, let me ask you this, and you tell me maybe within within fifty miles here. So it seemed to me that it, if if Hannibal had if Hannibal's plan was that Will and Abigail and Hannibal would live happily ever after, the three little bears. And that didn't happen because Will betrayed her, right? So, so if that was so, was Bedelia the consolation prize, or was Bedelia the backup? And then, in, inverse, conversely, inversely, I'm not sure which. Uh, did uh, did Bedelia have two plans, one way or the other? Did she have her? Did she lay her? She lay her groundwork with the FBI for immunity, and everything's going to be cool if they catch Hannibal. And then she laid her groundwork with Hannibal that if the if he, if he ends up winning with the FBI, she's got her groundwork laid with him. Do you think it's maybe she's got a little both? I think those are all great things to think about. And we'll see in season three because there, it's it's you know she's very complex. Oh yeah, she's not explained. Yeah. Nor is the Abigail thing explained. Sure. So that's that's what you you have so much fun in television is seeing what you can add in and take out and, and shock an audience constantly. You have a little longer than, than the two hours you normally have with the films. You know, you have you know thirteen it's hours. Be very pedantic. Yes. yes. Uh, I, I lied. Can also. I say one more thing? Yes. <laughs> of course you did, Martha. I don't know if you can answer this or not, but can I ask? Did you film? the finale scene different ways before you guys knew you were picked up or not? You mean the uh, Gillian Anderson button? Yeah, on, on the, on the, oh, sorry, on the, the flight. Dumoulin? Yeah. It was, it was filmed uh, a long part of episode 211, so we didn't have the news. In right. fact, we had shot everything before we even heard the news. Was we it even changed when you were picked up, or was it like, you know... There was one is... minor caveat. Okay. That there was an edit with even out that button. Mm-hmm. So we just ended on him walking over oh, okay. a lot of bloom off right. into his rain sunset right. morning, and uh, just kind of with tonal wise, leave it there. Sure. And uh, so there was kind of a back and forth between um, all the creatives up above, mm-hmm. and so we ended up with a button afterwards rather than tagged right next to it. Right. Okay. So give it some space. Yeah. With the rolling credits. I like it because it, it's it, well, if so it that feels was a compromise. Well, it's but it's but it's good because it gives it to. I mean, does that it does feel like a, a, a legitimate ending with him with him walking out, mm-hmm. and so that could be it. And then for people those who turned off the TV or ran away screaming, "Oh my God, you missed the button," which was also <laughs> very lovely. But that's why the end credits were different that you noticed. Yeah. 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 So, so to. Otherwise, a lot of people, you know, it would yeah. be not nice yeah. yeah, it's true, right? Yeah, yeah. we need to check out. Well, yeah. let's get let's get in, into a little bit more of the episode because we have a lot to unpack here. Um, we I want to get back. I want to get back to our, to our through line of the scene, which is this uh, lovely relationship with Will and Hannibal. Um, how it's how it sort of came to an end, really, like a very a very sad end. I think that uh, we saw some some genuine remorse and genuine emotion from both Hannibal and Will, especially Hannibal. Uh, once he a, realized he was betrayed, and then once he, you know, uh, penetrated Will, and I'll use that term with the uh, <laughs> with, with, with that curved blade, the curved blade at the end there, uh, that was a that was an oddly touching scene for someone who just got gutted there. I don't know. I was really well. He, he went for the physical contact first. There was that very what was that the, the intimate embrace. moment. No, it, was, it was a full he embrace. He already done that, and then the embrace, and then, and the, then embrace. the embrace. Yeah. But he, yeah. he, I thought he touched he his touch neck his first. He touched his face first. He does with one yes. hand, and then with the other hand, he gutted him. Yes, and then there went the embrace. But it's just the whole. I mean, from that moment, because that moment was oddly very, very personal and very close. Yes, and then to see it really turned into uh, gutting him. Yeah. Uh, like that. I mean, uh, it was. It was. I mean, I keep. I keep going back to the thing, and I'll, you know, um, it, you know, it's their their bromance slash romance slash yeah. whatever they. Whatever they got I feel going like you on can't there. call it a bromance. It's more than a bromance. No, it's a, bro, it's a full blown it's romance. A full-blown romance. Yeah, I mean yes. that, that 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 embrace and that like that closeness. I mean, I was, but I I, I actually felt something. I didn't feel what Will felt, obviously, but I felt something there. Like I felt genuine loss for Hannibal, which was a, a spectacular job by by Brian and and, and David Slade, I assume mm-hmm. because. This is this is at, at, at its face. It's Hannibal doing what he does, killing Will and moving on. But it was so much more than that in that moment. I mean, would it, would you uh, you know talk about this relationship, the way this sort of ended here and, and uh, towards the end with Will? You know, I, was there any moment did you think that Will? I don't know. Had doubts along the way. There's, there's some weird. I feel like there was some some wavering here and there with Will. Like for example, that. when he he called to tip him off. Now he could have called to tip him off to protect Jack because he could have. You know, he would have taken off on his little getaway. Right. Um, but at the same time, it, it's preservation for Hannibal as well. So sure. I think he's been torn. I think he he's he's penetrated his mind as well. 
Yeah. And it also goes back to Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Yes, it does. Hannibal calling and warning. Yes, exactly the same way. Speaking of Garrett Jacob Hobbs, we you know we open we well we've always opened with this sort of dream sequencey thing, and it wasn't we didn't open directly with the dream sequence. It, it was time. right after the title right after sequence. the title sequence. Mm-hmm. But we had that wonderful thing with the uh, you know Garrett Jacob Hobbs and and and, and Will uh, on that really cool sort of miniaturized balcony. And and you know yeah, that was it was that a was crazy house, feel, wasn't it? No, yeah, it was, it was his surreal. house, but it felt it felt scrunched. No, it was yeah. scrunched. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was it not was, the scale. I mean, it was it was definitely it was really interesting. Small um, again, David Slade really what an interesting choice doing the mm-hmm. thing there. Um, and so glad that he got to direct the the finale. Like so fitting that he would <laughs> he would direct that finale. But uh, yeah, so I don't. What did that signify for you? Like them, them, you know, them together shooting, hunting, and I mean, what I, I what, what did that mean to you? There were multiple stags out in the field, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we've seen Will's transformation throughout this entire season of him becoming the stag. Yep. And we've seen Hannibal as the ultimate stag, and here he is trying to shoot one, but he this sort of lost in the mix, and you're not really sure who you're shooting at. Yeah. I don't know. Joe, do you have an interpretation of that? Um, I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I got obviously it was is pretty clear that that you know that, that, that together obviously the past can can allow him to do this and this is how he moves forward, uh, and he's obviously getting coming to you know he's getting personally peaceful with what he's going to do to Hannibal. He's got to get himself right with it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously he screws it up, but uh, it, it, it's interesting to me because I, I guess I guess if you take that with the other dream sequence or quasi dream sequence in in the uh, in the episode where where the stag is dying as Will is dying. So the question is, it, to me anyway, is is that stag Will the killer that is dying? So when Will comes back next season, he's reborn as not a killer. Does the killer in him die? Uh, what is dying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, we don't I don't know. know. Yeah. And don't, don't say when Will comes back. We don't know what's happening, man. Well, I, I, I don't Unless know. Unless he dies, bro. I don't <laughs> pretty, know. Pretty, pretty sure. crazy. Man, how did, you, how did you interpret that? Well, first of all, I, I agree with you on, on the end shot with the stag. I, I, I feel like if Will is returning, I feel like that this is a, this is the death of the stag that's been haunting him. Right. Uh, for this entire season, especially, or his becoming, yeah. or his becoming the yeah. that's been that's been getting at him. Right. Uh, as far as the dream sequence, what I loved about the dream sequence was I felt like seeing Garrett Jacob Hobbs there was a return to the beginning, how it all started. Yep, mm-hmm. I loved seeing that. It also felt like foreshadowing for for Abigail because when yeah. I saw that, I'm like, well, who else can show up? So I really did feel that it added to that. Yeah. And then the third thing is we're so used to seeing Will as a fisherman. In the river, and yeah. he talked about how much he he loves being near a river. Yes, and I thought it was really interesting that this dream sequence didn't take place in a river, uh, him shooting or, or getting at a stack from the river, but actually from his house. So I thought it was, um, I don't know, it, what was interesting. It was very comforting, but at the same time, it was very odd placing for him because well, we, we see Will as a hunter. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but also also going back to. In the books, it was established, established Red Dragon in the beginning mm-hmm. that Will Graham was haunted by, or, or not haunted, but he, he was, you know, um, institutionalized for going crazy about, you know, chasing the Minnesota Shrike, which right. is Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Mm-hmm. That's what drove him to insanity. And that he was also gutted uh, in, mm-hmm. in the movie Red Dragon. Yes. So mm-hmm. we have this whole thing also kind of echo, um, mirroring what's to take place sure. in the future. Speaking mm. of like going back to the beginning, too, I want to just point out a little bit of a kind of comparison here that in the first season when we first meet Garrett Jacob Hobbs, it's Will teamed up with Hannibal and Hannibal calling Garrett to say, hey, they're coming. And now it's technically Jack is going after Hannibal and Will is calling Hannibal to tell Hannibal, hey, they're coming. And Garrett Jacob Hobbs is right yeah. before that as well. Interesting, mm-hmm. inter- interesting comparison. And so I, I want to do this whole thing with Jack because uh, in, in Return of Bella, I mean, you know, I don't know. She's, uh, Gina Torres, man, she's just acting it up. She can do some acting, Ken. She's, 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 good, at, she's good at acting. She's good at acting. God, man. What do we call Top Gun actor. She, she was so affecting, like, you know, at the end there with the cancer and the whole thing. But uh, so the Jack storyline was really interesting because you have Jack this entire time. The, the the interesting parallel for me is you have Jack basically two seasons of Jack sort of really just trying to get to the bottom of things, not really sure about Will, uh, you know, doing sort of things off the books and unauthorized, uh, unauthorized. But at the end of the day, like having trouble really knowing who to believe and having trouble believing, uh, you know, these people on the way, doubts about Hannibal, doubts about Will, doubts about everything. So finally, once he has it all figured out, he's got this thing locked. He's closing in for Hannibal, but then... Cindy Nixon. Katie Purnell. Katie Purnell's like, whoops. 
I don't believe you. Like, how does that feel, Jack? <laughs> like, you no, now, now, now you're shut down. That was that was a, an interesting turn. And what does Jack do? He goes rogue a little bit, right? I mean, like, he, because they had that. I mean, they had that set up. I mean, it's like, okay, well, you'll you'll meet there. I'll meet for dinner. It's fine. We'll have snipers on every roof. Like this thing will be airtight. I'll go in. Hannibal will try to do his thing. We'll take him out. But it didn't work out that way. It just, sure didn't. It just drives me nuts because we, we he almost had him. But he had to follow through. He had to try anyway. Yeah. He was desperate. He was desperate. Well, I also we think were. that that's part of the reason why Will ended up warning Hannibal was because once he found out once he found out that they were after him and Jack, he realized not only that that Jack didn't have backup. But he was cornered. That this yeah. was going to be this was going to be a battle to the death either way, and this was yeah. his way of saving Hannibal and saving Jack. Right, uh, I felt. But it, it still, again, it's that whole ambiguous like who's, you know, like does he really want to bring justice? Jack obviously wants justice. Does Will really want justice? It's that's still that, that little I, ambiguity. I, that's that's the argument you and I have had all season long. Is I I don't think that Will's interested in justice anymore. I think that uh, like for me that shot in the kitchen where he didn't take where he, you know had the gun to his head and he didn't pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. I mean that makes the entire season possible. Obviously, and and from an intellectual standpoint, of course we have obviously the show cannot continue if you know, Will blows his brains off. But the uh, but for me that that changes the character so dramatically, and and I and I you know I I can't help but feel at this point he's. Uh, it's almost bizarre. I don't understand what you're saying because you, you, you went down this road already. You, wore, you already wore the blouse. I wore the blouse. Wait, knock it off already. Like what? You're what still, do you you're want still, to wear now? You're still hammering this theory. Like what do you? No, what I'm saying is, where does Will land? I mean, you know, what, how did Hannibal put it? He said the uh, when 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 the fox hears the rabbit scream, the fox comes, but he doesn't come to help. Right. Yes, okay. that's what he said. Right. So, uh, you know, what, what is Will? What is Will's game? He's called. Why, why does he make that call? That, that the whole thing that. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think he's so deep in it now that there's a there's a level of hubris as well that sure. he needs to follow through and he needs to show the world that he's been right this whole time, especially yes. when the whole world doubted him. Exactly. I, I have everyone see what he has been seeing. I agree the whole time. It's not it's not enough to just well, I think initially we talked about this already, but we'll talk about it again. That initial gun to the face moment was, you know, Hannibal says, Don't you want to see how this plays out? Will does want to see how it plays out. Like he's Will he's he's you know, he's curious, just like Hannibal's curious, you know, he wants to see how it plays out. So he does. And now he unfortunately saw how it plays out with him on the ground, you know, gutted. But that's not how he drew it up. I think he wanted. That's not, probably not how he drew it up. It's not how he drew it up. No. I don't think so. He's an X's and O's kind of guy. Yeah, that's really no, not how he saw it. Yeah. But what he wanted was he needed, and what he wanted for Jack, what he wanted for uh, for, for Bloom, for everyone to see, and then actually ultimately they did see Hannibal as. Will knew he was to mm-hmm. see the real Hannibal. They wanted to see the stag, they, and now that they did, look what happened. To well, him. yeah, no one, no one sees the stag and, and, and lives to tell about it. Apparently. <laughs> but uh, we, that, that that all those moments were terrifying. Again, that that last sequence. I mean, again, I want to go back to just uh, you know Alana Bloom, like just walking in there and just being terrified, you know, and seeing Hannibal in full full stag, really, you know, and that was just in her, another great piece of acting with that, like, I was so blind, I was so blind, because she, I mean, at that moment, all, this, all the things we talked about, the sleeping yeah. with the enemy, and all that, all those mm-hmm. things we talked about, the beer seduction from season one, you know, all this stuff, like, it led all to this moment of her being like, oh, shit. <laughs> You're the guy, and you know she's Sorry, known him longer than than anyone else on the show has known him. Yeah, so it's an ultimate betrayal. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the way that you guys do that scene because uh, you know <laughs> it, it, the, the tension is wholly because Hannibal wants there to be tension. He's allowing there to be tension because we don't know that the gun isn't loaded. He's the only one that knows that. So he stands there and he, he says, "You can go back to being blind." Well, do, okay, wait. Do we do we believe him? Did you believe him? I kind of believed yes, him. I did. I kind of believed him. Like, I mean, I yeah. Like, I'll let. Well, why wouldn't you? The gun was empty. Well, I know he could have no. walked over and sliced her head off. I know he didn't want it to happen that way. Yes, yeah, yeah. he's got a little more flair for the for the dramatic. He's a little more theatrical. <laughs> he's than that, on Joe. his way. He's on his way to France after yeah, he, this whole thing's over. He's she not Freddy Krueger. I believe France. Um, uh, he's he's on his way out after this. So yeah. I mean, he could definitely just like he said. He did, I didn't want to say goodbye to you. He wanted to let yeah. her, leave her blind and still do away with Jack and whatever else he needs to get done. So uh, Julie, do you think there was some genuine affection there? I mean, he didn't want to do away with Jack. Remember, he asked Will. Well, that's true. He didn't yeah. want to do away with Jack, yeah. but he, he definitely gave, we could leave now. You know, yes. yeah. Just he gave the people that he cared about every opportunity. Right. He tried, yeah. man. Yeah. Which just Love leads me to believe that Will had gotten into his head a little bit as well, and sort of humanized him. Yeah. Before we've only known him as this cold-hearted, cold-blooded, mm. icy killer. 
but now he has a little range of emotion. Well, I don't, I don't think he was ever sort of a, I mean, the cold blood, icy heart, it's hard, hard to make the argument against that, but he was all, always like, you know, killing and eating the root. There was always a method to his madness. It wasn't, he wasn't just a, you know, supreme psychopath who's just going to kill everyone. Sure. I mean, he had, and so I think that for, I mean, he had tremendous respect for Jack. He worked with Jack. He considered Jack a friend, I believe. Mm-hmm. He, obviously, he, he was in love with Will. I'll say it. You know, him and Will had, were in love. Uh, and then obviously, Alana, you know. He had um, tremendous respect for Alana. It's mm-hmm. tremendous respect for Alana. And they did it a bunch of times. And <laughs> <laughs> there's that. And uh, obviously, obviously, Abigail. So, you know, he, there's people in, in his circle that, that he really, I don't think he wanted to see any of them go. built for the last year or, or right. however long this has been. They're all new family to him. But the only reason he was interested in Jack is because Will sort of talked him into that. He goes, don't you think you owe Jack? You know, you need to show Jack who you are. Don't you think you owe that to him? And then I was like, yeah, I guess I do owe it to him. Good, good point, Will. But other than that, he was no intentions. And even at the end, he was still like, you know, ah, Jack, we don't have to do it. Let, let's just get out of here. I was like, no, 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 do it. You got to do it. Mm. So I don't know. It's interesting. But uh, again, he let everyone have it, except for, oh, even but he even gave Abigail. them a chance. Abigail, yeah. he didn't really I mean, give a chance, but it was more of a punishment to, to Will. It was the only way to hurt Will. Yeah. The biggest way to hurt Will was see what I, ha- see what I had waiting for our no, new I- world. He yeah. took his ball and he went home. I mean, and, he you know he yeah. had he had a great playtime plan for the three of them. They were going to be a family. They were going to raise little killers together. Who knows? But <laughs> you know, but but when with the betrayal, I mean, you know, and so that yeah, it was punishment. That was the consequences but, yeah. of his betrayal. What do you, what do you think of Abigail being the straw that breaks the camel's back with everything being come to light? Because the whole reason Hannibal found out about Will's betrayal was smelling Freddie Lowndes on him. And the whole reason he went to Freddie Lowndes was to ask her to not write about Abigail. Flipping Freddie Lowndes, man. Yeah, wow. How much perfume does that woman need to wear? Yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was I a... thought they didn't like each other. Why are you, why are you hanging out with her? <laughs> also, it's a very interesting, very lovely. I mean, I want to do want to talk about the, the visuals here. I mean, you know, David Slade, just every, the visual personification of that, like, you know, the smell and that, that zooming out from that red hair. Red hair. And then just a red... Bloody dead Freddie Lowndes, and then her eyes open, and then that, this is a very great realization. That, Did we get well, enough screen time of that? Because <laughs> it happened so fast. No, was, I thought so it was beautiful. It yeah. was extremely well done. I actually, actually rewound it. I could rewind it twice, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, see? Yeah, but, it's almost like you miss it. But, but, it was, but it was so well done because she opens her eyes, and then it was like, oh. Blue eyes. Yes. Mm. Oh man. Man, it's beautiful stuff. Uh, and I love those, you know, that we have. Will with the, uh, Will's superpower is the, the pendulum, boom, boom, boom. And Hannibal's superpower has been the, you know, the, the smell, as we've seen him use so many times, sort of his solid well, He's crimes. got this palette, obviously. He's the, got this amazing palette that he can recognize. The super refined palette. Yes. Yeah, but he, he, he can smell it. And every good. Gunpowder and a lot of bloom. Every good foodie knows that you use all five senses when you eat. That's right. Is so, that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You that's smell right. your food just as much to get the uh, to get the aromas and such. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, like I said, we I do want to ask you a little bit about uh, this 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 the sensors here and this last scene because so much blood. So much blood for uh, you know network television. I mean, who knew the old man had so much blood in him? <laughs> I, and, well, just not only that. I mean, like, and, and neck squirts. I mean, like blood from Jack's neck, blood from uh, oh, Abigail. Abigail's oh, Abigail's oh neck. my Abigail death god! Oh yeah, and, you know, the trajectory. Of oh oh my god! So I mean, that was a did you? Wound. I mean, this is America. God help you if you show a boob. But uh, well, 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 but 300% more blood than is in the human body. That is, we're totally good exactly with that. Right. So did you have any problems with that? How, how did that work out? And, and and I would have thought as we were shooting it, we would have um, really paid attention to not overdoing the blood. Right. It just was all part of it. Right. You know, and, and it was just slipping and sliding in blood. And, <laughs> and here and here and, and you know, from, from all the characters. But right. It, uh, at a certain point, I know you, you've heard this before, that we had to call out for more blood. That wow, our, that our official effects, uh, special oh, effects blood. Person, you know, because yes. you've got to pump all that in and take after take after take. Yeah. Just, you, oh, my God. What is the cleanup the like it was after well, each take? True. But it was dark. <laughs> and so, you yeah. know, David Slade, Jim Hawkinson, you sure. know, lighting it kind of dark and moody. Yeah, so, it um, certainly was. Yeah, and then that's where I think we got away with the censorship. Sure, and well, it reminds me of the same thing that and probably, cutting away. Sure, I mean, like the cuts in the right because I watched it a couple of times, and you get you like wondering like how do they? But it is it is a darkness and is the, mm-hmm. the cuts, mm-hmm. and it's also like back to the second to last episode with Mason. I mean, that was a particularly gruesome sequence with the face mutilation mm-hmm. and the eating, but he was in the shadows. That's also in the yes. shadows. Yes, shadows, yeah. And we, then the, the the blood. If you don't like blood, 
it, yeah. it, it looks dark anyway. Yeah. So like, yeah. it's not red. It's, well, it's very much, we talked about how this is very much take, you know, harkens back to what Hitchcock did with, with Psycho, you know, with the tertiary syrup for the blood. And so, I mean, obviously it's in black and white, so it wasn't red, but also you never see penetration, you never see anything right. And with this, it was such in the shadows mm. and the blood was dark that at the end of the day, it's really your your brain filled in the you know filled would, in the blanks. I would have to assume that there must be a Guinness Book of World Records uh, thing for for most blood on a network TV show. You guys would probably win that episode. Yes. I don't know I if that's something we want to really tell. Right? I, I don't yeah. know. Oh, I, well, so when you, know, you started the show, was I, this your goal? It's, no, it's I just I just feel like it's just I cannot believe how much I've seen more. You know, it's just beautiful the way it was done. Yeah. And a lot of our well, that type of choreographed violence is with a knife. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than mm-hmm. a gun. Mm-hmm. So guns are particular too on on air. It's, oh, that's a good it's point. pointing, you know, to to oh, a face. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do that. Mm. That's a great you point. Can't, yeah. So really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that's an excellent point. Uh, I also want to just talk a little bit about you know the the run up to. I mean, the fanables all know and want to know. We were all sort of on pins and needles a little bit about the season three pickup. We know we talked about a, a hundred times how you know. Brian has this sort of seven season arc planned, you know, and you know we we all want to get to that seven se- get to those seven seasons, um, you know how. First of all, that's the same thing as I asked you, la- uh, asked you last year. Was there was there a contingency plan if for whatever dumb reason NBC decided not to pick you guys up? Would we have? It, w- I mean, was there a contingency plan, or did or did we just think that it was going to happen? I mean, I, I don't know. Well, it would have happened, but perhaps a different model. Right. Um, you know the way that. Having NBC being a, a major network sure. uh, also embellishes the, the the partnerships that we have, and the timing that it comes out. So it right. all kind of comes into into that package is satisfactory to satisfy no. our budgets. Right now, if that piece, one piece or two pieces, fall out, or or it's done in a different way where the the upfront cash flow is less, yes, the budgets will be less. Right. So that could limit perhaps where we would travel. Right. Or, you know, the paradigm of, of what it would be. But there is definitely always, I mean, it just makes sense with the characters, the way we leave them, to what we go to. And then once we start with the book Red Dragon, which is such sure. a fabulous, uh, fabulous sure. take. And, and then having Brian and Steve Lightfoot's take on how that will be told. Because it mm-hmm. won't be straight from the book. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, it's, it's, it's there. Yeah. And we have our actors. Yeah. You know, so it's... It's, I mean, and it's great. I mean, not to get like too, you know, too much on the business side of things, but you know, the paradigm has changed so much in terms of like, you know, what, you know, what what networks require, what rate, what ratings are required to to make things make things continue, uh, budget wise, the different partnerships you can have to make things viable. Uh, it seems like you guys have hit a real sweet spot and able to like do a real, real quality, quality looking show, but still get in budget wise to not make it something that is. You know, too unwieldy. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's, a, that's an amazing feat to be able to do that. And and I think it's it's really kind of worked for everyone the the Friday night that we've had yeah. because it, it being kind of you know quiet Friday nights at ten o'clock, we were perhaps you know able to get away with a lot of people watched it later on right. DVD and mm. and video on demand. But also the bar was less. Yeah, you know, so it was, it, it's good to have that that bar. Well, and it's, like I said, I said this last year too. I mean, like network, you know, the standards are so high ratings wise. I mean, like I said, if you guys had, if you woke up with Mad Men's ratings, you'd jump out of a window. You get Mad Men's, you know, this big hit. But it's like, it's you know, it's it, it, it's really amazing that you guys are. I just, I'm so happy that you know we got the season three pickup. When did you did you find out? As soon as we all found out. I mean, not, how, how soon to when you knew? Then we all knew. It I, was we found out minutes before you all knew. Oh really? Oh really? It was a, it was a Friday afternoon. I know I had just gotten to North Carolina and and, um, and our our group at NBC got us all on the phone and mm-hmm. at one time and they were all in the room, including the head of publicity and marketing. Oh wow! And they they told us we're going to renew. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, oh, do they get the whole room of execs and everybody in the room to tell you that they're not picking us up? So So Brian was in the mixing room. I was in North Carolina. Katie O'Connell was coming out of a uh, pediatrician's office because oh, wow. she had just a little infant baby. <laughs> and so we were all kind of, you know, just all going... <laughs> that was great news. Yeah, that's a, a big. But then Brian said, "Can I tweet it? Can I tweet it?" Well, they um, NBC first had to do the, the proper release, which was sure. minutes right after, and then and then the Twitter done. Twitterati. Yes. Twitterati. Can I ask a question about that? And I don't know how this works. Do you get Do you get an idea up front? What are you looking at budget wise for next year? More or less? I mean, are we going to have some exotic locales? I mean, because it seems like we're going on a European vacation. Well, we have to go somewhere where he can live his certain style that he's mm-hmm. always going to live. So where would that be? Also, he's got to live out in the open. <laughs> Everybody keeps saying Romania. 
Why? I hear you can do what you want. I don't. <laughs> well, that's true, and they do. Mm-hmm. But is it? I, I, it's. Um, it, it could be because he's got to live in plain sight, you know, and, and kind of. Be, we're not going to tell a tale that he's right, know, scurrying through, through yeah. shadows. Right. So it'll be interesting to, to how how we do unfold that. Right, and then and do we? I mean, we 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 touched on this, but. Do you think we expect uh, a sort of a manhunt? Well, actually, I don't even know. I mean, I want to. I do want to get the behind the scenes be. a little bit. It has to be. It has the to be. Stakes are there. Stakes yeah. are there. So I, you know, I don't know how much you can tell us, but we know. I mean, look, it's no secret that you know Lawrence Fishburne, um, he got his show picked up on, on on ABC. He's executive producer on the show. He's in the show. Um, now, you know, in this day and age, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Obviously, um, actors can can be in multiple shows and do different things. Uh, it really. I mean, do we know if if is it? Can can you talk about if who will or won't be back? I mean, are we going to see bits of everyone, or are we will we have this thing closed out? Is that out? a big spoiler for say that we're going to see everybody? No, no spoiler. <laughs> no, no, no. No. But no, obviously they're you know we, we have to have the the hunt. Yes, and we have to know who's financing the hunt and who's yes. actually behind the hunt. Right. And it's it's a scheduling nightmare, really. And, and actually, this past season was a scheduling nightmare, having um, Anna Chlumsky yes, and having Jillian Anderson, because she was actually shooting two other shooting TV crisis shows, and um, the one in the UK, right? Yeah. The fall, yeah, yeah. The fall. And uh, so we we won't have, cri- but you know, she's a busy actress too, right? And so, but she told Brian, "I love the show. I want to be back." Oh, great. That's so it, it's it's you know fitting crazy all these. not to. Yeah. We have you. We have uh, Mads. Well, yeah, Hugh and Mads. Well, those are a couple of guys. A couple of good guys who are <laughs> good to have around. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're good at the acting thing too. That's yes. gonna be all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's, it's it's really really very very exciting to like you know to see where this thing goes. I just um, you know to have all of our. I mean, do we have no main characters who aren't dead or bloody? I guess Freddie Lounds, right? I mean, everyone. Everyone accounted well, for. Well, Freddie had some hair pulled out, but I think other than that, okay. But I just you know, so Abigail's down. Abigail's down. Uh, Will. Will's down. Alana. Alana's down. We still got Zeller and uh, we still got them. Zeller and Price. Yeah, we still got Zeller and Price. Uh, they, 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 they they're they're their <laughs> yeah, with their with their webisodes. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> blue gloves. Yeah, blue gloves. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Mason's alive. It will make, Mason's, Mason's alive. alive. Extraordinarily yeah. bloody. Very alive. Now this is other thing we we you know the fanables we kind of been talking about as well. You know we're all. Maybe you explain the, the exact the, the the rights to the to the to the different books versus uh, what we what we have on television. We were expecting something that was really more strictly canon to canon, but more of a, kind of an interpretation. We now see that you know Brian's done a whole like he's using it more like Plato, like he's got the canon there, and he's like, still, I'm giving you pretty much the bullet points, but in the in between, we're doing everything else. Now I know that your Red Dragons, yes, you have rights to those, and you have some some characters in others. I mean, how does it, you know, work? I like Barney. No, Clarice, though, right? Clarice is out. Clarice is Silence of the Lambs, which is a book that we did not do. Do not have the rights to. So any character that is particularly introduced in any one book is goes with that book, and it could go on further books. Which is when we did Hannibal, we had Clarice and Hannibal, so. We, that's why we did the deal with MGM and Universal. Right, mm. got it. So, so we have. And then, what about what about Barney? Is, is he... Barney started in Red Dragon. Okay, so we have Barney. No, I'm wrong. We did somehow. We did do him in Red Dragon. We brought him back actually. Yeah. Frankie Faison played. Frankie Faison, played, yeah. Yes. But I have to think that uh, maybe his character was introduced in Silence. I'm unclear yeah. about that. I, I, think, I, I think I think that's we got, right. We must have gotten... I think his character because was Because we were introduced. MGM, yeah. So we, right. Yeah. So his character was introduced tricky, in, tricky, in tricky, Silence tricky, tricky, tricky. of the Lambs as we first see him. Freaking, then we brought him back for Hannibal as well. Doesn't Lifetime uh, have, have something going on with Clarice? Lifetime? Try, yeah. Isn't Lifetime got something going with Clarice? They were uh, trying Clarice? something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In and concourse, yeah. I know you guys are trying to get like, hey, let's see if we can't... A little swippy-swappy. Swippy swappy. Swippy swappy. Yeah, it works for everybody. I don't yeah. see why not. Yeah. Well, because they can't use some of the characters that you guys have rights to, right? So. Well, it works with Clarice if you have a Hannibal reference. Right. Oh, so tricky, man. No, well, you yeah, could, I mean, you could, you could, and this is, who cares well, about this? Because it's not, it's not um, Hannibal, but I mean, you, you could do a show, theoretically, about Clarice and not even deal with, you know, Yeah, she Hannibal. takes yeah. Yeah, it's fine. yeah, so that's fine. But you can't have Jack Crawford. Yeah, exactly. And who cares about that show? Because this yeah, is so I'm much better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we all we often bring up, and we have the. It's, it's interesting. You have these, these, these actually three different audiences. You know, you have the fans of the books, like you know, like like well, me and you know, my parents and everything else. So you have fans of the books, and you have fans of the films, like me and all of us as well. And now you have these new fans of the television show, and um, you have these sort of three different, you know, sort of st- storyline storylines, three different 
parallels to reconcile with. I always ask this question, but I mean, do you do you get a lot of complaints or anything from from the fans of the books or the movies, or, or does that has everyone does everyone seem pretty happy? Very few, and and yeah. I don't think it's a criticism of the of the the books or to us about the books. Sometimes you'll get somebody who says, "I prefer Anthony Hopkins," you know, yeah. that type of thing. Which it's fan stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. a rare preferences. And I, but they're allowed to do that. Well, I would say, like, I I was on that camp of like, you know, you read the books, you're like, well, I you know, you know, uh, Tony Cox or whatever it is, and then Brian Cox. Brian Cox, thank you, Brian Cox, and then uh, you know Anthony Hopkins. But now I'm all Mads. I'm all Mads, and I'm, I'm all Mads, and I'm all Hugh Dancy. You know, and I'm all Lawrence Fishburne. I love these are these are these are when I read the books. These are the guys I see when reading the books now. As opposed well, uh, to you know, they've so taken over. Yeah, it's they've a, taken it's over. awesome. They've taken over. Yeah, and it's got so many hours of very talented writers sculpting a character to the the strengths of the actors. I mean, that really you can't. I mean, it's so it, it, like this episode in particular. Just everybody firing on all. Yeah. Ah. All cylinders, man. The, the, the actors are fantastic. So, uh, the last thing that last thing I'll ask you about that, just get away from behind the scenes stuff, is uh, Thomas Harris. Like he's given his blessing, right? He's he. I heard, I heard. I think I read something that he, you know, either early on or kind of told Brian that he loved it or liked it or approved of it. Is this all true or no? Well, I'm very protective of, of Thomas, and I think only because, and majorly because he is a very good friend, and he's always stayed behind the scenes. Yes. And um, I think we went over this last season when I went to talk to him about wanting to do something with Hannibal and, and on television. His first reaction was he didn't think anybody could write it. Right. There's no one in Hollywood that could write it. <laughs> so I just did a gulp. And uh, we, we talked about what period of time we would be telling the tale. And I hadn't met Brian by then. It was only an, an idea that I had. Right. So fortunately, the way things unfolded was meeting Brian, getting the right time period, which is exactly, you know, Brian felt exactly how I felt. Right. And then, you know, the rest is, is excellent casting, excellent writing, and, yeah. and production values. And just, you know, really treating the material with such respect, Brian yeah. has, our writers have, we all have, that um, we're, we're not in it to um, take anything away from Thomas Harris, who right. is the mito, you know, sure. the, the legend of, sure. of, of, of the, the books. and. He really set the bar yeah. with his writings and, and subsequent um, filmings of it. But um, he has he has let me know that he, he thinks that we're doing a brilliant job. Oh, that's good news. <laughs> and he, in the last email, he says, you know, that, that Dino, my, my past husband, mm-hmm. my, my, um, you know, D, that Dino is, is ecstatic of an head. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. That's a love. That, that's high, high praise, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you, 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 you hear all these rumblings from some, you know, disgruntled fans. Very few, but like, well, Thomas Harris would never. And I don't think I'm like, no, he's got this. Is fantastic. So that's really good to hear. I'm going to get that out in the or in the world. That I mean, that's that's the best thing that could happen to me yeah. is that he that he um, appreciates the hard work that's being done and that he actually likes it. Yeah. You know, and so that so that he's not bothered. I would hate anything to. to it, bother. it is interesting for as an audience member to, to 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 really think of it in those terms because this could have been butchered. You could, I mean, if if it had been given to some, there are some very very clumsy people that would have made an absolute mess. I would. I, well, I first of all, I wouldn't have wanted that. To well, now, now that's the whole point. Is yeah. that you obviously shepherded this through and 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 handled it in, in such a way and only brought people in that were of such a high caliber that as an audience member we just take for granted that that happened mm-hmm. without without expect without going back and kind of unpacking it and going, no, there were some very, very bright people that made sure this well, happened. And that, I mean, just to carry that, carry that further, not to just, you know, yeah, I mean, totally just sing your praises, but, you know, it, it is, it, it has to start with you because at that point, once you have the idea, like, maybe we should make this into a series, really finding those right people, I mean, the Brian, it starts with Brian and everything else, but just really putting together this team, um, I mean, I mean, you, Ivy, I don't say you don't get enough credit, but I just want to give you the credit oh, you deserve. Thanks. But it's, you know, I, I think it, it really goes to the partners with Gaumont that financially mm-hmm. they secured that we could have a wonderful aesthetic. Yeah. And, and Brian's aesthetic is high. Yeah. And so just from that, from everybody wanting to please Brian, to please me, to please our partners with quality, yeah. down to our film crew, you know, with the, they're all film people. Yeah. They all work on, on the biggest films up in Toronto, and they wanted to do our show. Yeah, and but, so that says a lot for them to you know give up films coming into town to do our show because it's all part of this 
this really cool feeling of, of making it happen. And, and you see that on the screen. I mean, we, we talk about this often. You know, there's nothing on, I don't mean this is, this is not hyperbole. This is nothing on television that looks like Hannibal. Like when you, like when we saw the season premiere, it was just like nice, warm, like, oh yeah. This 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 looks great. We're back because visually, there's nothing you know that 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 you know that visual language that David Slade and Brian and you guys did like, it's it's there and also it ended with that. I mean, I, we didn't talk about this that much, but I want to give a shout out to David Slade because this episode was beautiful again, just beautifully shot. And and what's the deep the, the Jim DP? Hawkinson? Jim Hawkinson. I mean, like just a fantastic looking episode as well. I mean, I just I can't. I mean, I was really. Very, very satisfied. I like, I like your, your your French meal is a good analogy. The scoring of this episode, the scoring throughout the entire season I've loved, but the, this episode in particular I thought was really beautiful. It was a constant pretty much throughout this entire episode, and it really uh, provided momentum and a sense of urgency, and I, I was very in tune to the scoring of this. It was elegant, and it was scary, and the TikToking really upped mm-hmm. the ante for the entire episode. I was obsessed. It's a, it's a general sort of mood, and, and like sort of visual aesthetic and tone that we have set for the show that is just you know I, I just really I can bathe in it it's, it's so wonderful so congratulations and all that uh, last couple things I know that um, you know so for, for season three I know that you've already probably started having some, some discussions is the goal to sort of like well we want to maintain this level of quality or is it like we want to you know, I mean, I mean, do you feel like, cause I feel like if you guys can just maintain, you know, what you've done in season one and season two, if I get more of that in season three, I'm happy. But is it sort of, is there a pressure to sort of say, well, now we've got to turn it up a notch or is it just, how do you feel? I think we're always thinking we have to turn it up a notch. It'll be interesting the next, um, the next episodes where he's out. Yeah. I, even though he was out in Baltimore, but he wasn't caught. Right. So now he's out and also, um, things have to happen. So, we, we've got to keep this bromance going. We still have to have this link because he's not going to be in Baltimore where Will Graham is. Right. And where is so it's it's we're going to do a nice dance. Yeah. And we're going to have then the whole thing with Bedelia, and uh-huh. we're going to have crime, and it's it's how totally to keep in the same amped up um, yeah. suspect of of a tone, but yet again, you know, amping up so it's it's unexpected. Sure. What what are the challenges that you're facing production wise? for this next season because obviously he's going to be out of Baltimore that's the biggest challenge for me I yeah. think is once the monster's out and you see him mm-hmm. he's not as scary so yeah. how do we keep him scary you know because it's uh, even though as, as we were talking about how likable he is how we love him and how empathetic he is right. yet you know what is he doing you know are we going to give him grace are we going to kind of forget what he's done no we can't do that it's also interesting because Brian Floor talked a lot about how a good way to sort of you know keep the cost down. A lot of tricks they do is there's a lot of these wonderful, wonderful sort of two-person scenes that are like a few pages long, and they're all just wonderful. And then when with Hannibal out in the world, and everyone you know, it, it opens things up. So I wonder if we'll still be able to get a lot of those intimate, you know, mono a mono scenes. That'll mm-hmm. be interesting to find out. I mean, I know you can't tell me, but like I just <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a really that's a really great point because you're in that you're when you're in that 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 uh, cocoons essentially that that is that is a centralized location. You can do that. And Whether it's a jail cell or the off, or the, or the, well, yeah. the, the office or the you know the Whatever kitchen, you set the dinner locale. table absolutely. You know. And I, I gotta say, you know, I, it's something that I really hadn't thought about for whatever reason until today because I've kind of accepted a lot of this show on face value, and 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 like I said, you accept a certain level of sophistication and uh, and excellence that we should not take for granted. But these scenes, I mean, really, when in looking back over the, the course of the season, you guys took incredible risks, incredible. That you had two characters sit down, two men opposite each other, and the idea was that we're going to play this psycho game back and forth. I'm going to pull out of you what you don't know is in there. You're going to pull something out of me that I don't know is in there. And we're going to count on American audiences following this, being interested in this, and investing in this. And it worked. And that's a testament to the writing and, and, and uh, uh, mostly the writing, I'm going to say, because it's just, it worked. And I, I honestly, from my point of view, objectively, at the end of it, I think it ought not to have. I mean, it's, it's remarkable that it did. Well, that's that's the most backhanded. No, it's no, it's. Uh, <laughs> think about it. Think about what this. You season did a brilliant job. It shouldn't have worked. No, it shouldn't have worked. How could it have worked? Saying, it worked. <laughs> I'm saying it's a huge roll of the dice. I, I, if you look at what it was, I, I think it's incredible that it worked. 
Yeah. I mean, huge props well, to I, people you know, that made it, it happen. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's fantastic. It's, I think it's, it's a, a testament to the writing. I mean, the yeah. perfect example of this episode is just when got, Jack walked in, when Jack walked in and saw Hannibal, and they talked about their friendship and about the clarity. Their true friendship is when they see the clarity of it all. You know, well, this is the clearest moment of our friend. Just lines like that yeah. are just so rich in a moment like that, right before the battle, and you you see it on so many levels. Every time yeah. we were in the office, we we kind of had a mandate that each director would shoot it differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So also to kind of shoot it. If not, it would be always the same two talking heads in front of each other. Right. Mm-hmm. So before we get out of here, I just want to ask you, you know, last season we talked about this too, but like, what what are, what are we going to do? What are Fanimals going to do for the next, you know, year while, while we wait? I mean, you know, we any plan to keep us, 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 uh, our community going on, on online here. Are we on board doing this? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we're not going to be right. Well, we got to. I like, love the Fanimals. I mean, I know, yeah, I know that you have, you know, I know that you have. <laughs> I was going to say, well, you got Comic-Con. Oh, here we go. Part of it, right? Here we go. Thank you. But on the nose. Comic-Con. <laughs> yes. Come on. Comic-Con. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll all be at Comic-Con all again. All right. We're, and we're, now we have merchandising. Oh yes, merchandising. Merchandising is going to loosen up a bit. So oh, good. Great things. Ooh, great. Announcing some great things. But, but you're right. We do need to um, to keep the show alive. Yeah. And, and and as you know, Brian Fuller is is all over that. Oh, as, as NBC, NBC Hannibal. Sure. Um, and I am, and yes. my company, and Loretta, and and some of our key cast. Very very people. active on Twitter and very. So yeah. it's it's important for us too to keep to keep everybody engaged. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll do something fun for Comic-Con as well uh, this year and get it, get it going. So. We, we, we will. Um, well, that, that's all. I mean, any, anything else you want to add? Anything else coming up or anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. That's right. We have the Deadline Hollywood. Deadline Hollywood. Screening. Yeah, we're screening last episode. And that is, uh, well, if you listen to this real time, that is uh, the, what's the date today? I have no idea. It's 28th tomorrow. So 28th, 28th tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, that that'll be a lot of fun um, I for don't our Emmy campaign. Yes, yes. Oh, Emmy for most Emmys. Emmys. Anybody Emmys. out there that just says yes, for we your want to nominate you. <laughs> yes, I mean if if you do, I will personally. I'm, I'm going to make a threat again. <laughs> I will personally go down. To the Academy of Television <laughs> right? and Sciences. If you want to see Joe wear right a yellow not, shirt. I, I want to talk to Mr. Emmy. Where is he? I'll be right there on Lake Rishim, <laughs> in the fountain, shirtless. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, Joe's a big man. He's a large individual. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll have my own Emmy campaign. I hope that works. I may not work, but I hope they don't do more harm than good. But, uh, we, we can wrap you in one of our pieces of artwork. Okay, yes, uh, yes, I'll be there in the. In the you can in wear the, the coats. Like yes, on your, exactly. On your, on your oh, I'll climb on top of the gold one per fountain. Pack. Oh my god, I love this idea. <laughs> I will bail you out the first time. All right, the second time you're on your own. No, tomorrow night we'll, we'll be covering that. We'll be there as well, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. And uh, listen, Martha, thank you so much for coming back thank again, you, thank and, you, and thank you thank for you, Julie. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you for a wonderful, wonderful season. Uh, Before you get out of here, can yeah. I can I ask you guys what do you think the first scene of season three will be? Predictions on that. Hannibal on the plane. Oh, it's just some predictions. Thank oh, you. Yeah. yeah. All right. I think we've seen that. Yeah. The first scene. Go, Julia. I like that. The first scene. Uh, the first scene will be with Will in a hospital in recovery because he's not going to die. Yeah. He's not going to die. Right. Not my Will. Uh, Joe. Uh, I, th- I I can see uh, Hannibal walking outside of his Romanian yes Romanian, <laughs> Romanian his Romanian castle with a lovely uh, a lovely glass of wine in one hand his shirt is open he's not even wearing a tie and he has uh, a cigar of some sort in his other hand and he's enjoying the fresh air of Romania of Romania mm. the I, Romanian air is good air I see I see open up to classical music mm-hmm. and starting off with the food porn that we are so used to seeing yes. him, him at work chopping up maybe some more exotic dishes since he's someplace else in the world uh, uh, what uh, kind of cuisine are we going to have next season? Do we know? Hey, what, are, what are the titles? Steven, what do you think? Okay, so I want, you, I want you to close your eyes and imagine, because I'm going along with Joe a little bit with a little added twist, though. So I think you're going to see him walking through the streets of Paris, going into his own area with this great chapel. He walks in, there's a gigantic um, library full of books and everything. It's very high class. And then as he gets down, he sits down, starts reading. You see it cuts out to him in a jail cell with the mask on. Oh, so you'd be going oh, to so jail. Oh, oh, yeah. And then you hear, mm. 
And it goes right into the show. I, <laughs> I feel like we're going to see him in Paris, and it's going to lead to the... Oh, yeah, you know, he's I, cheating because he's using sound effects. For he just, can use the it's gonna be in my his, so you're saying he's going to be in his memory palace? I think it's it's going to make us think that he's in Paris, and he's walking, and he's free, and then it's going to cut to him, and you realize that everything you've seen you, is his memory palace. You just uh, cut to 2016. Memory. You cut out all That's of 2015. Yeah. L- okay, I, I like and that. And then it says 12 hey. weeks ago. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Nando. I, like, I think it's going to see the food porn. It'll be some exact location. And then we'll go from the food porn and, and Hannibal. We'll probably go back to a, you know, what happened to Will? What happened to to Jack? What happened to? Uh, we'll, we'll find out who's alive. A bottle show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> bottle of sun. Um, and I think they'll do it. We're, 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 Martha, tell the folks where we can find you on, on Twitter. Ah, so I am at Neoprod. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I came up with that, but uh, N E O P R O D. Yes. And you guys. Uh, I'm Joe Braswell. You can find me on, on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K Braswell. Nando. You can find me on Twitter at Nando Vell, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. And Joe Flippo. Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. And my website is josephsanflippo.com. One day Joe's going to get Instagram. He's going to say, yeah, one day. Fine, fine. One day. That tank top. Oh, People love it. Mm. Uh, Julia? Uh, find me on Twitter and on Instagram with my name, Julia Carely, J-U-L-I-A-C-E-A-R-L-E-Y. Fanables, thank you very much for another fantastic season. Uh, we will see you. You guys know that we're, we, we're, we're, we'll have some problems on iTunes. So this will be up on iTunes eventually, but we'll, we'll see you mostly on YouTube. And uh, thanks for a wonderful season. We'll see you next year. I got to say, I love listening to you guys recap this every week. And I've had to keep quiet this whole season. But, like, I absolutely love this show so much. Oh, thank you, Lemieux. Thank you. We love you, too. And he really doesn't do that. So yes. that, is, that, is, that must be true. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you next season. Thanks. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.